Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in Louisville. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant, Hunter S. Thompson Daniels. And joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd, L-O-U-C-B-D, Fortner. What's going on, man? A.K.A. Optotomous. Optotomous Prime. Prime? Yeah, man. Yes, we're doing it again. Happy June 19th week, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Bro, but how you feeling, man? How you holding up? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I got this new uh this 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 new cam, this new camera thing. Talk a little bit about that later, about some of our plans, uh some of the stuff coming up from the STT us. We're the STT. We you are STT. We're just the people that try to bring joy into your life every week. But you are STT. We're just the 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 conduit of happiness. When it comes to video game talk and joy, how are you, my friend? How are you? That's the real question. How are you doing? Man, what what a that was some pontification right there, man. That's some some straight dedication. I, you, the conduit, the conduit, the conduit to, to happiness. That's some heavy shit, man. Now I can't, I can't look. I ain't trying to be nobody conduit. I am definitely not a guru of happiness, but we do appreciate anybody that fuck with us, man. Always and and. Really, how am I doing? I'm being uplifted by some of the other fellow tribesmen as we speak, man. So, you know, it's always better to be in an appreciative place than a or a place of gratitude. And this pretty consistently gives me that. So I'm hopeful and thankful if we can give that out. Absolutely. Give out the And go to stay got the ass whooped. Hell yes. This is your first time joining us. We are a video game show. Me and Todd get together every single week, and we talk about video games, usually what we've been playing, break down some news for you guys, and then sometimes a roundtable. This week, after all the E3 breakdown and the insanity that it's been, we're going to freeform this just a little bit. Last week, we gave out this giveaway to Bootyus Bob. Bootyus Bob, the 35, I still love that name every time I hear it. Bootyus, you are the happiness of, you're the conduit of happiness in our life. That's that, no, that's the conduit of happiness period <laughs> like based within the core belief of it all hopefully we can get enough money one day and have a little island to I want, hang out i together. want an stt island i think we could do that, that. like a little one maybe we could yeah, buy one next to tom cruise's island <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm saying <laughs> so they learn how to fly jets yeah we could we could you know we could get some binoculars <laughs> and look at tom cruise's island and be you like he really is crazy he is crazy right. as fly, hell. Fly over Tom Cruise Island, Island with Jehovah Witness pamphlets and just throw pamphlets off the side and see who who kills each, each other first. Ari puts like inserts in his shoes to make himself taller. That's what I heard. He's like got to be five foot five, right? He's like I'm not tiny. mad at him though, man. I'm not mad at him. He right, you know, days of thunder, baby. Days, days of, of motherfucking thunder. Oh man, days of thunder. What was that movie with him and Jamie Fox? Collateral. Love that was that a pretty movie. good movie, bro. That was a pretty good movie. That was it. But yeah, man, I got you off track. You know, we got. So I got. We're gonna. I'm gonna talk a little bit about my brother Bootyus Bob. But you were telling about the giveaway, and you know, my ADD kicked in and got you off track, brethren. But nah, yeah. So we gave away the the, the thirty five dollar Amazon gift card to Bootyus Bob. Bootyus emailed us. He emailed us, 
And he said, man, I appreciate everything you guys do, but on the real, on the cool, he decided to give away his gift card to none other than Mr. Mike Pony. So Mike Pony, you're the you're the winner of the $35 gift card. I got that email pulled up here from, from Bootiest. <laughs> it says, just listen to this week's pod. I wanted to give the gift card to Mike Pony. He's a real genuine dude, and he deserves it way more than I do, especially after that ballad he wrote. Also, with the new shirt designer, will there be hats? We are working on hats. I, I'm a hat guy. Todd's a hat guy. We like to wear our hats. We're working on getting STT hats, that's for sure. Right. It's just that's who we truth. are. And a bootyism is my religion hat, my dude. Yes. Come the fuck. That's so clean when I think about it. Even if it's just in the words, that means so much. It's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. I right. love it. Everything that about part. it makes me smile. And he was right, man. If you want to hear that ballad that that uh, Mike wrote, uh, Mike Pony wrote, man, go check out the last episode. That was beautiful. That just we love you guys. Like you guys kind of pull us through. So you know we're just gonna we're just gonna talk today. We're just gonna get into some real stuff and just kind of you know just let the conversation go where the conversation goes. Uh, but yeah, we have been playing some video games. Me and you both. A little bit. <laughs> Hold up, man! Wait, wait, I'm just wait. jumping over. No, you're not. You're not. I'm you're jumping not over. Put the, you're not gonna put the shiny Thanos pimp goblet up real quick on my face <laughs> on screen like that. And think, <laughs> I didn't. I, I see that motherfucker glistening. I dig my new that mug. Changing that bitch color changing. Chameleonaire. Hell yeah! That shit funny, bro. Okay, all right, all right. We I know. Fuck it, people. Are we, we talking about games this week, right? Yeah, we because are. Because I got to hear, you know, okay, all right, all bullshit aside, you know. I, I know it's just like a first impression, you know what I'm saying? Um, But I really want to hear about your shit. One more week with you going first, and I'll, and I'll, I'll whenever you're You'll ready, I know you over. got some shit to say. You'll you know take what I'm over next week? You. Right. Yeah, I got you. I promise, bro. I, you know I'll be appreciating when you hold it down, you know what I'm saying, and, and going out lead, lead better. All right, Bye. I can do that. I can do. Plus, that. you got a bunch of. I, I'm trying not to say shit, Mew. I know you got a lot of <laughs> good little games. You know what I'm saying? You got the you got the game. I kind of want to hear about a little bit. You know, I've been recycling shit. I I all right. Like yeah, let's get into that real quick. Oh yeah, hold on, wait, man. I'm yeah. I, I've been interrupting you this whole time. Have I just feel as if right now we would have at least it told the people that's listening what we're talking about today. Yeah. Other yeah. than just that conversation, like where the conversation is going, how it started, and and just trying to have a conversation. Yeah, we're going to have a little bit of a conversation today. We got a message um, from a tribe member who sent us a music video. Uh, the music video itself is, what was this cat's name? What was this guy's Abram, name? Abram Calhoun or Calhoun? Adam Calhoun? Abram. Was it Abram Calhoun? Yeah, no, it, A-B-R-A-H-A-M, no? It's Adam Calhoun. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Adam Calhoun. The song is called Racism. Uh, Adam Calhoun is part of this, I had to look it up, but Adam Calhoun is part of a um, subset of music, a subgenre of the hip-hop community called Hip-Hop. Hip-Hop, which is a crazy name. Uh, but it's basically redneck rap. That's how I'll put it. It's hillbilly rap. It is Adam Calhoun. Damn, and I listen to this shit, and I'm still calling him a biblical name. Lord, Lord, the epigenics is real deep in me. Must be. God damn, it's a lot. <laughs> My bad. I'm, I'm going to save him. Save him. <laughs> Abram. My it's bad, Abram. bro. I'm changing My your name to ahead. Abraham. 
go go ahead. You was reading his wiki. What's going sorry, on with him? Sorry. So no, he, you good. he is a hip hop artist. Um, so we got a song called Racism sent to us by a tribe member who wanted us to discuss uh, this song on air. Tribe member was Big Willie. Um, and he thought it would be a good conversation topic. And he is not wrong. Usually what I find out, for the most part, pretty right about what would make good conversation. Uh, right. And this is good. This is It's going to open up a lot of discussion here. And I think you guys will really appreciate taking a little bit of a detour with us for a minute because we feel this is an important subject. Uh, it's a very crucial subject that we talk about this. So there's not going to be much, much news this week. Um, if any, I mean, I didn't see anything crazy to talk about this week. So I think this will be kind of a good, uh, discussion. All the news following up E3 is just about how E3 was just okay. Um, that's, which we called it the whelmed edition. Go listen to last Mm. week's episode for the whelmed edition. Not Um, enough gameplay. Nah, I want more gameplay. I want That's more easy. cyberpunk. I want, you would want more cyberpunk. I want more you, cyberpunk in my life. SJW and motherfucker, <laughs> you. I know what you want to see, weirdo. They got in trouble with both sides of the house. The conservatives oh, and the SJ. And they got in trouble for the same thing. That's what cracked me up. They all got mad about the same thing. And that killed me just a little bit. Like, did you know the article? Okay, so did, it's the two articles. It's the I know we're not supposed to get in the news, but yeah, Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna say shit about it, but it's like this came up with Booty as Vibe when we was you know playing Anthem last night. We'll get more into that when we talk about what we've been playing. But uh, the transgender thing that I haven't even seen yet, like I haven't searched that out. Yeah. I should probably look it up. <laughs> but Mike Pondsmith, my hero. One of the heroes now in in the gaming industry, bro. Like, yes, he's hold like, like his reaction to the, you know, scandal if, or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. Or some some journalist talking about um, the black faction gangs, the Haitian gangs being called the Voodoo Boys, and another group or faction of black people being called animals. And Mike Pondsmith's reaction to it was a. Uh, it's just a classic thing. You know what I'm saying? You could look that up. It's kind of fun. Uh, and it actually excites me more and more the more they, they hold on to their ideals of what they want that game to be, especially in these times. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just it's just foolishness. Cyberpunk 2077, E3, blah, 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 Death Stranding. Yeah, it's getting a little bit. Um, I mean, I appreciate the fact that um, CD Projekt Red is sticking by their guns. You know, they're just they're they're saying, hey, this is the game we wanted to make. This is the game we made. This this is based off some source material that we're not we don't feel is, you know, something they want to do is change too much from the source material. Some of the controversy surrounding this to me is very misguided. Um, We live in currently kind of this weird outrage culture where people don't take a breath before reacting to something like take a moment, breathe really process things before you decide to react. And that's on every side of an argument. I see that more and more. And it's probably because of the advent of social media and the way that we can just kind of scream at the top of our lungs. I personally use my social media to go find digital images of animal testicles and post them online. Cause that's where video games are going. And I think that's hilarious. Horse balls and pig balls. That's all I'm saying. You're just going to let me hang on that one. Aren't you? Um, Abram Calhoun. 
We're going to talk about that today. We will. We're going to talk about reacting to that. Um, Those physics. Nah, okay. Let me be fair. Yes. Yes. We, we did talk about this beforehand, and I did find that shit funny when you posted that shit on Facebook. And yeah. I was going to put the meme of the Red Dead Redemption horse balls on there to chuckle and be childish with you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There it is. The transparency. The transparency. I don't know how we got on the balls. I don't know what. Man, I don't know where I went with it's gonna that. Be, it's going to be. This is going to be. It's going to be one of those. It we really is. Just rock a trip in the, Right. This is the universe. This is some Bob Lazar shit, people. Yeah. Bob Lazar. <laughs> Roll it up, smoke it, and ride with us. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, man. Now I really want to go watch How us. High We're going to get there. You remember How High? There. I love that movie. Come on, man. Come on, bro. That's 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 like a cop question. You you working for them people? <laughs> no, I'm wearing a Mario hat and a Doom T-shirt. Like hey, like hey, guy. Hey, I'm cool. Hey, I'm you cool. See how high? How are y'all doing today? Oh, I just I'm don't. still thinking about Abram Calhoun. I think it's the beard. That is <laughs> it's what the beard. That's what I think did it. I think I'm gonna leave it alone until we get into it. He's got a rocking. You gotta that beard is solid. That is a that is a good. That is not a like unkept beard. That is a solid like I put beard oil in my beard. Like I look at that him. Is, that is a that's a biblical beard. That's like when you open up the cartoon Bible and there's a beard in there, that's it. That's it Except right there. It's red instead of gray. Yes. Yeah, that is a salt. That's like the beard that makes me jealous because I cannot grow beards. I know, man. Like I can grow hair on the back of my neck, but not on the front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I know, just rock with oh, it. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, no, but this whole controversy, man, with just like the 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 cyberpunk thing, you got to respect CD Projekt Red for standing their ground based off this source material, and you know people just overreacted to it. It was an overreaction on all sides, and you know, look, my whole thought now, like being like a few years and to be really engaged with social media and everything happening is when people get mad, just let them be mad. Like, there's no reason to start a screaming match or an argument with somebody for a lot of times. Unless there is a justified argument to be had and you have a justified or righteous anger, like, where you can really take that stand, a lot of the times you're just going to let some of that stuff go. Um, Don't get me wrong. Me and you have both gotten into some words with people online or about some things. I mean, I've had a rant or two on here, as you have as well. And those are, we feel, justified situations where we can engage in that debate because there is a need to engage in that debate. Sometimes you have to recognize if there is no need to do it, then just don't do it. There's just no debate to be had. But bringing that up, part of the discussion we'll have about Adam Calhoun today is there is a need to engage with this debate and this discussion. Um now, I know people want to talk about video games, so let's talk a little bit about some video games. Todd, you were asking me about A Plague Tale. Um, I did play that this week, A Plague Tale. It's this, it's this new game that everybody's been talking about with rats. With rats. There's a lot of rats, man. There's a lot of rats in this game. It's Okay, first of all, I will say this. Just to give you guys just a little bit of background, it was developed by Asobo Studios and published by Focus Home Interactive. Um, Asobo has done some work. They've done some... Uh, uh, they did Toy Story 3, Ratatouille, WALL-E, basically that. 
They were also the ones that developed ReCore. Do you remember ReCore when that came out for um, Xbox as an Xbox exclusives a couple of years ago? Man, look, this is how I know I need to get my life together yet again. As soon as when you said a plague tale, I keep thinking about like a dirty person. And then when you said ReCore, I thought you said I'm thinking like ReCore. Like <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. This is the dirtiest episode. Physically dirty. This a plague tale? Yes. Um, no, I don't remember that, the short answer. Yeah. Re- Recore came out as an Xbox exclusive, Xbox One exclusive, uh, 2016. Uh, it, had a, it had a lot of promises. It came out on Windows, too, but it had a lot of promises, um, a lot of interesting concepts, and they just... It basically the reviews of the game. I played a little bit of it. Is it felt empty? It just felt like an unfinished game. Um, so Recore, yeah, Recore did. Now, a Plague Tale, on the other hand, this was not a triple A title. Recore came out as a triple A fifty nine ninety nine title. A Plague Tale has come out as a double A title. I believe it's thirty nine ninety nine. Um, the gameplay is going to be anywhere from between ten to twelve hours. And the essential basic premise of the game is you're playing in the 14th century in France um, at the time of the bubonic plague and the Spanish Inquisition. And your village, your family's little area is being attacked and you have to take your young brother who you've had very little contact with and save his life. Essentially, your mother's killed, your father's killed, and you've got to take him and you've got to get across country to get some treatment for him because the bubonic plague is also going on at the same time. So there's a lot of stealth elements in this. Um, there's a lot of interesting kind of mechanics with distractions and you know using your 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 rocks and where to crouch and where to hide. Wait, I don't mean to stop you, but I yeah. think my headset my headset clicked out. What kind of plague was it? It's the bubonic plague. The bubonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a that's not oh man that's that's worse than you laughing at little people <laughs> i don't know dude that's a pretty old plague i think we could laugh at it right now i guess that's a good point it's not like motherfuckers is running around with the bubonic but what if they did what yeah. if a plague tale did in the in the new days in the new days be? we'd be screwed uh because of super bacteria no we'd probably figure out a way to take care of it uh, but yeah, man, the bubonic plague. That's the plague of of the game, a plague tale innocence. Uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting concept, man. I, I'm really enjoying it. I've only played about an hour and a half. Initial impressions, I'll say this. Um, aesthetically, the game is freaking gorgeous. It is really beautiful. It's a pretty game. Uh, they've done a good job with really you know highlighting some of the the shadows and the shading and the lighting. And kind of the the stealth elements too, I think, work really well in this environment that they've done. It is very much a straightforward path through the game so far. I don't know if it at some point it opens up, but I imagine in the game being ten to twelve hours long, it probably is not going to open up. Um, it's probably going to be pretty much that straight path all the way through. I'm enjoying it so far. The story's interesting. The dynamic between the brother and the sister is really fascinating. Um, you know, they give you the warning at the beginning because occasionally you're going to have to let go of your brother's hand because you're, you've got his hand the entire time and you're dragging him through these areas, but occasionally you just have to let go of his hand because you got to go jump over this thing or help him through his, through this obstacle. 
and they warn you if you let go of his hand for too long that what he's going to do is start screaming and getting attention drawn to himself. So the, the fact is that's a very fascinating mechanic, Todd. It's very fascinating. Oh, no. What kind of horrible <laughs> game is this? It's really good. It's really okay, good. Okay, 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 all right. I'm, I'm just... enjoying it. It was worth the 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 thirty nine ninety nine I paid for it. It really was. It's good. That sounds cheap for for the experience that you're having with it. Yeah, I mean it's there's 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 horse and pig balls. And there's familial French French relationships, and I've got to save my brother, and he's real young and he's scared, and I'm scared, and my mom dies, and then my dad goes away. And then the Spanish Inquisition happens because nobody, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Just saying. It's just a reality. Nope. I know. <laughs> Plague Tale, though, I'll have, a, I'll have more of an update next week uh, when I've gotten further into the game. Um, Maybe. Hopefully I'll beat it this week. This week, though, I focused on, I went back and I replayed Doom 2016. After E3, the most excited thing I was really excited to see outside of Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs Legion was Doom Eternal. So I went back and played Doom 2016. Holy shit, what... This game, still, still, in 2019, three years afterward, coming back for the revisit, this game is still incredible. It's still just such an intense action, fast-paced shooter that just brings so much fun and gnarliness to the table. Like, I love this game still. I could replay this. And then I went back, and I hadn't unlocked some of the classic maps on certain levels, so I went back and started unlocking some of those. And just going through and just killing hordes of zombies and the fact that you're playing as the... You're the boogeyman. You're the demon's boogeyman, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a great game. They run away from you. You get to... The berserker mode's still just beautiful. The guts and the gore and, you know, just a... Reading all the reading all the codex, did you do you remember reading the codex in hell of the Doom Slayer, where like the there demons you like they there you go with that shit. There I know. Shit. So so hold up, wait. So so you gonna try to throw out there and try to play that off that stereotype that I don't read. That's and that's, that's I don't, not no. what that meant. War, bro. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. What are you talking about? That's not what I meant. You're saying the Doom Slayer Codex were amazing. Hey, so hey Calhoun. No, man, no, no. I had, I do. <laughs> I'm just. I come on. I gotta have fun with this shit. I, I know. have to have fun with this. B. We gotta have fun, man, because it's real. But no, uh, yeah, I do. You know how much I I enjoy um Doom, bro, and the creators of Doom and the dopeness they represent. Yes, and that is like the one Bethesda, you know, game. That's coming up that from the beginning with the QuakeCon, even though <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson from that QuakeCon with that Fallout hypeness. And I said it from the beginning. It was one of those things where <laughs> I was straight up feeling some type of way with all those goddamn Fallout boy mask on. So I should have known that it was going to be some issues. Singing what? West <laughs> Virginia songs? Oh, my God. But I got caught up in the P. Hines, Todd Howard hype. You know what I'm saying? And I learned a valuable lesson. Because, I mean, we 
it, this isn't the kind we don't have the kind of platform where we're overly critical i think it's not one of those types of things like yeah we, we try to be objective and everything else like that but we really take or i can take a straight fan standpoint but i learned a valuable lesson as far as just like overall hyping up too much shit but with all that said um or being a beaut- like falling victim to my own brainwashing kind of manipulation based off the hype but uh all that to say doom my excitement for the new Doom started with Doom 16. So I'm excited for you to go back and do that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it's definitely worth revisiting. And if you've never played it, the game's constantly on sale right now. I think it's always like 6 or $9, like one of the two. Like, I always see it on sale. Totally worth picking that up to play again. If you have the Games Pass, it's on Games Pass. And if you've never played it, like and you just want to look for something that's brainless and filled with action and where you are the ultimate badass, I definitely recommend this game. And I forgot how much, like, even though there's only three boss fights in the game, I forgot how much fun those boss fights are, including coming back and facing off against the Cyber Demon and just, like, wrecking his shit. And just like, no, sir, I'm still the Doom Slayer. You're not getting past me. This is how this works. And then the Hell Knights, the addition of that, and the giant mech spider. It's just so cool. It's just the people, the Doom team, the people working on Doom really know that their audience looks for just over-the-top insanity. It's my, it's one of my favorite games in the last 10 years, and it was nice to reconnect with that. Uh, the last game I've been playing was Animal Crossing this week. I came back to that after the announcement at E3. Animal Crossing on the, the 3DS, I'm still enjoying it, but it made me realize last night... I would really like those Animal Crossing graphics and the art style with the options of Grand Theft Auto. Like, I don't see why we don't have that game where you can just be like this cute little fluffy animal murdering and killing other animals. Like, I don't see why we don't have that game. Like, that's what we need in our lives. We, if I think if we had an Animal Crossing crossover with Grand Theft Auto, the world would be a better place. I just, I got a feeling it would be. I haven't, I mean, there are no games like that, right? No, no, nothing I can think like of. Like, I was trying to think, I was, I was going through the mental roller decks. If anybody out there knows of any games where it's kind of a cross between Animal Crossing and GTA, please let us know. Please do, because it's a beautiful, I still love Animal Crossing for what it is. I started a new village, I named it Craven, and just there's a dedication to Wes Craven. And I went through and I started playing the game and I was like, it's still charming. It's a still a fun little cutesy game. It's a very casual experience. But I really, really want the option to go through sequences that are unfit for that cute style. Like That's what I want. Because I think that would be an excellent crossover. But that is what I've been playing this week. Um, outside of a couple of little streaming games and some more Shinmu, which... We're thinking about doing a video series. I tell you what, Todd, I'm going to post this video in the Facebook group, the group, STT Tribe, which you can join on Facebook. We'll get some feedback on what all that sounds and looks like uh, before we start making a channel live, but we'll get that video up. Um, I got nothing to hide in that video. That don't have any. It's, I'm recording it at 1 o'clock oh, in the morning. Okay, hold on. Are, are, Cheeto, are Cheetos involved, bro? Because I hadn't seen it. I probably have to look at it in the Facebook. Okay. Are, are Cheetos involved? One. Always. Always oh, Cheetos. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I might not even watch that then, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, Y'all be careful. Let me watch it 
Cheeto Cheeto dust and Japanese Jamaicans. That's that's what we got going on here. That's that's the reality of Shinmu. Okay, so with that said, look, if I offended any little people out there, I can assure you it's not what you what you think. It's actually something with a lot of pride you should have. Yes. The reason why Brian laughed had nothing to do with people being little. No, no, se. no. No, it does not have anything. It's 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 joke. It's like, any black Japanese people. Is that what you just said? No, you didn't Japanese, say black Japanese. Jamaican. Well, that, okay. So any black Japanese people out there that would offend it, um, don't be upset. Any I'm not making fl- It's just a weird Hiroshima! <laughs> anyway, Todd, what have you been playing this week, my friend? My bad, man. I didn't. It's not funny. I really enjoy that that documentary. Yes, Hiroshima was a tragedy. It was a tragedy. It was, it's something to learn from. It was something to learn something. Documentary on Netflix about it. And they also it also gave us Godzilla. So that's a thing that happened because of the, the awful destruction that occurred. It was terrible. It was terrible. And that's the, that's the organic, truthful connection, bro. That's yes. there it is, Godzilla. If there's so, nothing you can't say about us, we're honest with what we think. Sometimes I mean, to a to a detriment. I don't know. We're always on the border. Shout out Alex Jones. Shout out Louis Farrakhan. Shout out Alex Jones. Third time in a row. Third episode in a row. I think we've shouted out. Because I really, Jones. I really want them to do a podcast. I want Farrakhan and Alex Jones to do a podcast with Bob Lazar. That would be fantastic. Right. And okay, have so uh, been... Joe Rogan play mediator. Yeah, because that you know you know that's what I'm referencing. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that off the air. Yeah, we will. We will. Anyway. All right, but no, what I've been playing, man, I got back on my Switch in honor of that motherfucker not breaking. Uh, <laughs> and I realized why I hadn't spent fifty nine ninety nine on 2K on the Switch. Because, you know, you talked about getting the 2K. Yeah. We really were supposed to play that just like we're supposed to fight in Mortal Kombat. We never, like, as much as we do this shit, we never get a chance to play. But anyway, so I picked up the... Uh, the 2K was on sale for the 299, like you said, so we both got it. But I forgot the, another reason why I hadn't gotten it because I was like, damn, I'm going to have to get a micro SD card finally for my Switch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've been holding on, doing good, getting the cartridges. And especially when they had went made online go live and we had the cloud access so we could save that. I was like, I've been doing all right. But of course, this goddamn game, there's no option. It was finally time. But my Switch deserved it. And I was glad to get on on get it on the switch. So I spent some time with that. I played a little bit online. Um, I played, you know, a little bit of just a regular, you know, team versus team offline, and started my my career. And in some ways, it's dope just because it's like shit. It's two K and it's portable, and that's really honestly marketing wise. When the switch first was being marketed, and they were marketing two K on it, and the way they had people in the park and shit with all mixed cultures and everything with loud, loud green and orange shirts and shit playing yeah. goddamn 2k looking real good it was one of the reasons why i wanted to even get a switch with all that said as a 2k fan like if you come on bro that bad that bad what's 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 and, some of the negatives let's go into that the neg- i mean it's just if you play 2k is the issue is because i'm a i want to play it on its base level I want to play it on this Switch in hell and hell mode for the most part. I, if if I'm going to play it 
with a pro controller on a big screen, it defeats the purpose of me getting that game on the Switch. 100%. And to me personally, it just doesn't feel right. The button placement is off. And some of the, that they did do a good port of it. It looks generally good and it's pretty crisp, but you can tell a frame rate difference and it that's important in a in a sports game. And it's just it just it's weird. Like I'm not upset that I got it and I'm I'm going to find fun in playing it with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I had a son or some shit, like I would be like, okay, yeah, play that shit on the Switch for training. This will make yeah. you great if you can be if you can be good on this motherfucker, you'll be great when you actually get the game you're supposed to get. Do you find but, the control I mean, scheme kind of awkward? Absolutely. Like for two ninety nine, I'm not mad. But I'm just thinking if I would have paid basically $100 for a proper Nintendo card to support Nintendo because I like what they're doing and a $59.99 game for this game on top of the possibility of in my, my career spending another $50. So like a potential $150 investment in a game that's subpar to what's out on the market. Then you know what I mean? It's something for me to talk about real quick. But for $2.99, it's dope. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so I'm glad and, I bought and, it. Right, right, right. And I mean, I look, it's just like anything else with 2K. If that's all you're going to be... But see, if that's all you're going to be playing, why the fuck would you play on the Switch? Unless that, like, 2K is a game where I would advocate for cross-play more than anything. If they would just do shit like that, I think they would make a lot more money in a lot yeah. of places and stop any pension in other ways. But... um. But I don't know the logistics of that. They might have how, some technical difficulties. How does it look? Because I haven't even launched it yet, and I need to go in and launch it. How does it look I mean, on the, the, the screen, the, the, the actual handheld system? That's what I'm saying. It's a good port. Okay. It looks good to be a port. Like, it does. I can be honest with that. But it's a little shit like just the physics with the net is has that kind of older school. You can see where they cheated, a, cheated the game a little bit. Just a little and bit, And in a yeah. precise sports simulation game those subtle differences even though i mean if you play online on any 2k in history you understand what latency that you're dealing with just based on those amazon servers you get that but even with that built-in already understanding that it's going to be some hiccups with it i mean i was having not even having issues and i I don't want to sound like i'm shitting on the game too much it's just like not for 59.99 though like y'all gotta release this for like maybe would Maybe thirty nine ninety nine. That's what I was gonna say. It was twenty nine or thirty nine probably a good price point? Yeah, like if you really gonna be playing it, but I, that's another thing. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to imagine the motherfuckers really that's out there that play two K like that that's playing it on the Switch. Then it's like a double money investment because it's not like your my career player is gonna cross over. But uh, but nah. It but with all that said, two ninety nine basketball game. Us getting on it. I mean, I might look at what. You know, at 2020 down the line on 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 the switch when it goes on sale, I can just never see myself if I'm gonna have multiple systems ever like out the gate buying that game at the same time as I would actually buy like a 2K on a on a normal system. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, yeah. all right. So that's that. Uh, days gone. Fuck that game. <laughs> Not, I love it. Um, I played a little Borderlands. Uh, uh, and I actually played some other little shit, but the Borderlands. I was on there just just last night, and I was supposed to. I've been talking about playing Anthem with Booty as Bob, which is crazy, because I mean we're like one of the 
12 people that actually still play that game from time to time. But I was on Borderlands for a little while because I had to hop on there. I know when we talk about Borderlands, it's almost like I'm borderline hating and I'm trying to get to the root of it because it's a really great game. The art shell st- style, like yeah. the work with it, you know, that's the sh- type of shit I actually like to do. That's like a preference of art style that I like to take in. It's yeah. very, and you know how I am about just shit being aesthetically pleasing in certain ways in all aspects of art in life. You know what I mean? Just the eye that I take with it. So I kind of came to the conclusion after playing it for a little while. I, I think I'm just hating on first person shooters a little bit across the board. And that's just a personal thing. Yeah. I mean, if it's um, personal preference, you know, it's one of those things that there are certain games that I just will never get into outside of like certain examples inside of a genre like real-time strategy games or something I never really got into outside of something like Age of Empires 2. Right. Like, I just never right. did. The the games where you have to go through and, like, build up a factory and, you know, it's a, it's a resource management game, that's never spoken to me. Because maybe because what we do for a living, the industry that we work in, there's so much resource management already, like, with time right. management and skills, like, that doing that for fun does not sound fun to me it does not engage a part of my brain like i've seen people play certain games where they build like they build out spec sheets and they build out excel spreadsheets to track stuff in the game and i feel like if you're going to that length that it's no longer fun it's just work (laughs) and it's you know and see work you paid to do right and like that sidebar Part of the reason why I'm I'm not pissed off that I got Game Pass is for Age of Empires too. Like I and you know I kind of generally do like RTS style games. Like even though StarCraft wasn't one of my shit, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be like that. But I'm such a Age of Empires type fan, and maybe like a Sim City builder or some shit like that. Like I can see myself taking time with it, but I'm not the person that's gonna make the Excel sheet. But I'm also the person that thinks it's fun to like budget in my head. Just to go in, not have to write some shit down, know exactly what I'm going to get. And then when I check out, I'm like, damn, I was 25 cents right <laughs> on. Like, just the feel of it, not that crucial. But, um. Nerd. But yeah. <laughs> I got to say it for once. Right. I got Video to call game. somebody else you, a nerd. You sent, you sent me this shit. This shit blew my mind. I'm like, we're not going to have this conversation right now. <laughs> this shit. But this shit blew my mind. When you sent me the the meme thing or whatever was just like uh video game industry is made what would you just i'm not gonna look at it 137.5 billion or it's roughly that and uh and that's more money annually than the music industry and the movie industry and i think the yep. movie industry was like 43.9 and the or something around that and the music industry was like 19.6 or some shit like man that. you're you're yeah. almost right on point for not looking at it yeah Video games made $137.9 billion in 2018. The movie industry made $41.5 billion, and the music industry made $19.3 billion. Okay. So, yeah, you are, you are right on point with that. Like, video games are huge. It's a huge market. It is a weirdly structured, giant market with no real, like, direction right now, which is kind of where we were coming out of E3 things are so split off and in so many different directions. And then you think like now we're going to add streaming and on demand services into that, that the movie industry and music industry has had for years. Like, and it already makes as much money as it does. 
it's also one of the least employed markets. I found that out too, that they employ the least amount of people comparatively to other major industries. Like most major video game studios only have between three and seven people employed. Like not major, but most employ most video game studios. Major studios have a few more, but most video game studios have a three to seven people employment rate. Like that's crazy to me, and it's this industry is this big. It's awesome, right? right? Like that that's a whole that's a deep conversation actually too. That's a whole. It really does go a little deeper. That that goes into like CEO bonuses and corporate America in general right now, and monopolies and just you know money having a way of corrupting things. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Bolt on dicks. Bolt on dicks. That's what Cyberpunk was getting at. It's just the idea of the corporations running the world that is starting to fascinate me about getting into that world. I really you know I wasn't just on top like excited about that game, but as just as we get closer to it, I yeah. think I am ramping myself up like a healthy excitement of I don't know, whateverness. But okay, I got off track. I got yeah, completely off track. I did so, that. I'm sorry. No, you good, pimp. Um, so yeah, so I played uh a little bit of Borderlands and Bootyus Bob was on, and he, you know, he hit me up like, "Hey, you want a second? And I was just like, "Shit, fuck it. We were supposed to play Anthem. Let's get on Anthem, bro. Cause that I know I could mindlessly fly around, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> on Anthem and just fuck around with the javelin, and we could chop it up a little bit or whatever on a on a game. Plus, I never really played, you know, don't don't nobody nobody else plays Anthem anymore, you know, what I'm saying really. You know, yeah. so whatever. So we get on the anthem for a while and just the abusive relationship, the the what booty is by or uh Brandon is his real name. Um <laughs> called it a loading simulator, which is true. You know what I'm saying? So of yep. course, you know, at this point I'm old man and it drinking my wine, feeling all right, you know, doing what I do. And I uh you know, we hop on there, get on the headset, we run some free play for a little while. And what I found what was cool, it brought me a little bit of luck. Cause I the last few times I played it on free play, it was just like no love on getting even a fucking masterwork. And I mean, yeah. but you know, we talked about it a little bit subtly. Not for somebody like me that gets on there, I can see the subtle differences on the game, and I still in, enjoy what I enjoy in that game. Like, period. And I think from the conversation, because we had a, I'm not gonna get into what we really talked about, but it was a really good conversation that really actually led into what we'll be talking about about the Adam Calhoun thing that was brought up by Big Willie um you know we had a conversation about how the connection in it I think is directly correlated to how much of a fan of Mass Effect you are yeah and Bioware in general but specifically like Mass Effect 2 yeah that game in particular that still goes down. Mass Effect 2 is one of those games that people still put on lists of top 10 of all time. That's where it really right. goes down to. Is, you know, you right. see that show up a lot. And there's a reason for that, and I think there's a certain nostalgia that's built into that universe where it can fill in the, the holes where it's actually lacking, where that can relate to what you would consider like the quote-unquote hardcore people, which I would yeah. think anybody that still plays that game from time to time right now, uh, especially with this 
resurgence of destiny 2 that's going on which i find real interesting like why would you and and the division 2 being a better option pound for pound like a well-crafted game like why would anybody still be playing anthem i get on there i see the subtle things that they have done to make the game better it still looks good and it still just resonates with me and if i want to get online and have a, a a relatively good conversation with somebody that's on the total side total other side of the spectrum of a lot of things in life in a lot of ways we'll find so much common ground and have good conversation you know what i'm saying shout out to to wherever you at out there in uh the valleys in california you know what i'm saying <laughs> the get but being able to give me his perception and shit like that like i need to get out to san francisco and hang out for a weekend you know what i'm talking about but um yeah. and, and just talking about us like similar situations that that we go through and and talking about the reason why he wanted to give his gift card to Mike Pony and how what Mike Pony did encapsulated a lot of stuff that people was feeling about what we try to to come across and the questions we try to throw out there to the tribe for us to try to just open up some stuff and, and see where it goes. Like, you know, I might I can assure you I'm like not the best person to talk about a lot of shit <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But I do enjoy the just throwing those questions out there more so yeah. you know and just trying to have a conversation about stuff and it is you know the gaming thing is just cool because as much as people want to look at it like 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 we look at it like pin it down to nerds i mean just by the numbers that's impossible if you really look at it you know what it's, I'm talking huge. About? it's all right it's all kinds of people all car that cross all paths you know what I mean? And they can relate to these things for certain reasons. Because I think at the end of the day, other than the technology at this point, everybody didn't grew up with it. Everybody looking for an, a, a bit of an escape sometimes. And that, that that's what that pro provides. You know what I'm saying? A healthy one. Yeah, if and you if, feel. if you look at it from a financial perspective too, like just pound for pound what you get for your dollar. I mean, I paid 60 bucks for Persona 5 a game that's 98 hours long and I've played through it twice. So you got to think that's like 10 cents a, a minute or, or 10 cents an hour. I mean, I mean, it, it breaks down to something ridiculous where it's just, and then, you know, movies and stuff can be very disappointing or, you know, if you're going to the theater, we talked a little bit about Godzilla and we really enjoyed that, but not everybody did. They got the new child's play remake that just came out, which I want to see, but, you know, that's not going to be for everybody, but for video games, it crosses these different paths. Like, people can find that, enjoyment in a video Chucky game. Chucky looks like a weird, skinny, yeah. Al Sharpton, white baby doll. I'm yeah. sorry I had to say that. Go no, ahead. that's true. That's that's true. I see. Now that you said that, that's all I see. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the more I think about it, the more it's just real. That's That's actually what he looks like. Holy shit. Oh my God! They really screwed Chucky up. Um, but no, um, you know, at the end of the day, though, video games kind of cross over all these barriers. And if you find enjoyment in video games, yeah, you're gonna have your primary genre or whatever that you enjoy. But it also gives you something to talk about. It gets you an experience to talk about. You know, people dedicate their lives to this stuff. I mean, me and you do. That's. I don't watch a lot of movies anymore, and I don't watch a lot of TVs anymore, especially with the show that we, we do. I mostly play video games, but I don't find it to be a waste of time. You know, as long as you're enjoying it and it's not hurting anybody else, it's not a waste of time. 
And if it's something that can see this, that, that sounds like prostitution talk again a little bit. Let's backtrack. Look, I dedicate my life to the, to my friends and the people that I love, and I, yeah, I like yeah, the idea sure. that a lot of my friends have a common goal that or commonality in, yeah. in our hobbies and in, in the healthy hobbies that we like because it just it, it kind of encapsulates encapsulates a lot of things that that we enjoy. Yeah. Overall, because I like and to to kind of more to, to speak more to the fact of the diversity and and not kind of pinning people down at like games. Like I had this the the same lady that was initially probably upset about my Black Panther wallpaper on my work laptop or whatever. We had a little conversation. I was telling about the show, and she was just she would come over and be like, oh, I don't like games. I don't like games or whatever. And I brought my Switch to work and i was playing uh 2k for a little bit i was making my little my career player yeah and then she started asking like what's that and i was like it's 2k and whoop the whoop the whoop and the she was like basketball and yeah she was like oh my son loves basketball and i was like oh yeah but you know this is the nintendo thing i went back to the screen and showed her mario and her face lit up she was yeah. just like oh i love mario and and i had already discussed with her you know about the reasoning around the podcast and some of the stuff about the gaming and then the smile on her face, I pointed at it and I was like, you see? You see what I'm saying? Yep. Commonality. But anyway, my bad on that. I didn't went all the way to the side. It's just, I think that was like a great point. And it, it is. was just a funny point when you sent that to me, man. I, I thought mean, that was cool. It is a point. You know, the fact is, too, is that it does stretches across, it stretches across barriers of all, of all types. And I find it fascinating that, you know, games can and hobbies can bring people together. But we've talked about this before where we say that pop culture affects culture and it affects reality. And, you know, the more we start to embrace some of the representation and the differences and, you know, who we are in realizing that we are going to be different because we grew up in different cultures. Uh, everybody is, you know, and that's the thing is, but that's not a bad thing. It's recognizing the fact that we are different and celebrating those differences is what makes us so unique and what makes us so interesting and learning from each other. And a lot of that ways you can do that is through video games. I mean, I've played with people online from across the world, from different parts of the United States who had a completely different experience growing up in life than I did. And the thing is, is that we jump on Sea of Thieves together or we jump on Destiny together or we'll jump on, you know, Apex Legends. Digital titties together. Yes! lifeblood because everybody likes everybody likes listen to me carefully when i say this tribe no matter who you are where you grew up what your personal preferences are for certain things everybody in this world likes tits and ass it's just the truth. <laughs> it's just the truth tna baby you got to appreciate it it's a reality it brings us together uh, but yeah, speaking of that, I think it might be a good time to go into that discussion. Um, right, right, right. Cause another thing that brought us together was the music. That's another thing yes. about the show. So it's always cool when the hip hop shit come up. We are, we started out, I think our third episode was top seven hip hop albums. So I always think it's cool. It's kind of like a extended or maybe not too extended. We'll just have a, basically a song reaction. We went, we made it all complicated. We for did. No damn reason. So, ha ha. Ha ha. Got you. <laughs> It's basically a song reaction, but it but you know this this is the type of shit we like to take uh you know take some time to fuck around with for a little bit and talk about it. Fuck it. Yep, we're gonna take our time and talk about this one for just a second here. The song is called "Racism" by Adam Calhoun. 
As we talked about in the intro to the show, Adam Calhoun is part of a subgenre of hip hop called hip hop, is what they're calling it. It's redneck rap. Um, I've heard it called a few different things. I remember this trying to happen in the early 2000s and nobody biting. Uh, but I think with the advent of Spotify and YouTube um, in such areas where people can get their music out on different platforms, uh, different styles of music, um, I think you, you'll see a lot that there's a lot more genres than us growing up in the 90s and 80s had because the genres were specifically controlled by the radio for the most part. But now it's kind of broken off. So Hick Hop comes along. Adam Calhoun released a song, I believe it was in 2018. Was it 2018? Called Racism? Yeah, I don't know. Probably seven months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Eight months ago. It was called Racism. Uh, the song, while being what I would consider controversial in nature with some of the words and lyrics chosen to be used, I couldn't find much in the way of people talking about it outside of places like YouTube. Um, Todd, do you want to break down the song just a little bit for... Well, kind well, of, uh, I mean, how about this? Let's get this out the way. Okay. What, what was your, what was your initial reaction? Your initial reaction to the song? Like, how did you feel about it? Or, I, okay, how about this? I'll tell you how I felt, and you tell me. My yeah, initial yeah. reaction to the song was was definitely like, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't upset at all. Like, I didn't. I mean, I guess it was controversial. Is uh, yeah, but I mean, I, 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 at its base, at its base level, you know, um, you know, in a like freshman re- remedial form, in a lot of ways, I could even appreciate what the message maybe that could be taken from it that was trying yeah. the, of the collectiveness. Of course, it would be hypocritical of me not to be that way, and it, especially in consideration that there are people that would be able to maybe accept that base message coming from that person with good intent if that's the case you know what i'm saying yeah. so like on the base level of everything like if you're gonna you know big willie sent the email talk like really interested in our thoughts and we'll we'll flesh it out a little bit more i'm sure through the conversation but like the initial obviously and honestly bro like it's not a big deal you know what i'm saying and it's actually like if 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 it only if it helps one person like you know the tribesman big willie to even translate some semblance of some like in a hip-hop kind of way of okay understanding and shit like that you know what i mean yeah and it, it's cool so that that's my initial impression of it what about you yeah, I I believe I, I had the same kind of react. I did have a guttural reaction. So just to give people some background, he is a white hip hop artist, white rapper uh, from the country who in this song, racism does use um, a slur, a racial slur, if you will. Well, he says nigga and he kind of almost puts the R on it <laughs> like and that's the shock. That's yeah, the that's the saying. shock. That's like, the shock value. Like it's, like it's black people out there that's sitting around not thinking that white people say the word nigger and not in a positive way. And then he says cracker and like what, like you know, whatever. Like the normal, the the overall slurs that's used against people. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I yeah. know, I know. You know, thank you for saying slur. I, I'll say nigger, and I you, we'll we'll get into that. I, I appreciate yeah. you. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know me well enough to know that that's just not a word that's in my vocabulary at all. Um, but what I'll say is my initial reaction was very similar. It's, I see the point, 
I understand the point. I don't. I had a guttural kind of like, Ugh, when he gets to the when he gets to the second verse, but at the same time, it also felt very much like a like we were talking about kind of a remedial response or review of race relations in the United States that have been going on for the past three hundred years. Um, it's a complicated matter, and I think to try to sum it up in a two and a half minute song. I don't think it's necessarily a disservice because there are people who will get a message and there are people who need to hear that message that way. However, what I'll say, it's a very elementary understanding of race relations in the United States, again, for 300 years. It's a complicated situation. And to simplify it can be a disservice to some because some people will take that, not necessarily the wrong way, if you will, but it's not a full explanation, and certain people will feel like it gives them a pass to use certain language and certain ideas that they should not be using. In Does broader that make, in broader, pop culture. Yes, a broader pop culture. And yes. Which, which yeah, can be yeah. concerning. Yes. Because as a one-on-one us talking on a close, you know what I'm saying, knit situation, you know, of course we can come to some understanding on some sim- similar, similar simple shit discuss shit i mean really honestly i got a similar feeling from joining lucas's song i'm not racist if anything yeah. you know it's a weird thing where that kind of could be considered opening up a gate as well because you know how that goes and sometimes i mean people don't want to hear about cultural appropriation on any level from one person wearing blind hair to the other person basically stealing the whole medium and profiting off yeah. of other people's ideas like on that sense you know what i'm saying but just on a on a level with the i'm not racist song i felt kind of similar with that one now of course i'm partial to i'm not racist because it felt like a little bit more original at the time and it seems like these racism songs like this and certain things with tom mcdonald which do i mean if you want to just look at it like okay does it have a fire beat and are is, is the are the lyrics hitting a little bit like clearly i'm not going objectively knock somebody's hustle and grind and however they gonna choose to eat and whatever they do yeah. but like personal preference size you know it's like this is not anything new in some some ways it's kind of like some elvis presley shit like you just basically profiting on it getting up your base and then using it playing it against itself. i mean it's it's actually kind of history repeating itself in a yeah. certain kind of way and it's very it could be considered very detrimental like we discussed it. I mean, you can people could take it how they want to take it. And it's just simply from my perspective. Like I say, I'm I grew up in South Louisiana, studied and passed up a plantation every day. Like I know that sounds like that's some whole I used to walk to when it's seven miles to school up here in the snow. <laughs> but on some real shit, like I've said this several times, trying to get understanding as a child, I would watch clan of acadiana on public access i would challenge somebody to try to look that up and find how difficult it is to actually find this where there was several episodes of it but uh but you should be if you look you should find it and it's not i I used to watch that and then i would watch the hubba bubba dude that would talk about you know what i'm saying uh (laughs) black spirituality and shit right afterward and uh, and when i hear specifically the racism song by Abram Calhoun. And I know the good intent in it. Yeah. But like when he talks about um the difference between niggers and black people, 
that's a specific thing that I've heard like KKK members talk about. Like, yeah. that's just not hyperbole. That's not me just talking about how I feel about it. Like, it's not a, a feeling thing. Like, I'm not up in arms one way or the other. I'm just saying factually, like, those are the same comparisons in that tone with those same words that I've watched interviews and 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 seen for myself from a child say their reasoning for not wanting to be around black people. Well, it's not black people; it's the niggas. Black people are like this. Niggas are like that. So to repeat that, it's like okay. I mean, you don't mean it that way, but we gotta yeah. be careful sometimes. Like once again, with broader scale people, when you when you're talking one on one, yes, it makes sense. When you start talking 300 people to 300 people, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Then on the other side, even with the derogatory term towards himself, cracker. You know what I mean? Like, for the longest time, I always thought that shit, and I thought I was a little bit red on the situation. Number one, that's not even something I ever even had to, you know, urge to use. I don't go around calling white people crackers. I just, I never, I never innately felt that that was cool. And nigga bothered me to a point, but... I learned Latin, like I was learning Latin when everybody was learning Spanish and French at the time in school, like seventh, eighth grade. So I just wrapped my head around it a certain different kind of way with fuck it. You know what I'm saying, niggas, whatever. And we had adopted it at that point. But Cracker, like when I learned where it came from, that black people just named slave owners Crackers because of the crack of the whip. That also doesn't seem like how derogatory is that? Like if I had a whip and could whip another human being. I probably would find that empowering. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm sorry, that's not funny, but I'm just imagining me sitting somewhere and having a gall to, like, have a bull whip and whip a human being. That's the name. That's where it comes from. So that's even or could be even considered more of, you know, pl- pl- putting it's the slave, slave owner, slave master shit subconsciously. So it's, yes, it can be good, I guess, in a way. And I know, you know, I know. I know you had a little bit more to talk about it. We get, we, you know, we can flesh it out a little bit more. But at its base level, that's where I think some of the danger is because there is power in the words. And there I is. think, like, without without the image of it too, you know, I think the image was very helpful for the for the, for the music. It's not like some classic music where the music tells a story as yeah. much as that video helps that song out a lot to kind of buy together to be like on his face level like i'm not on that bullshit i'm not racist you know what i'm saying like i'm not all these things i'm trying to play against these things you know what i mean but i think sometimes it can be condescending when you're talking about certain people in hip-hop trying to teach people about their own struggle yeah and i think that can come off the wrong way it's like like the reason why Eminem in hip hop, we talking about rap, we talking yeah. about hip hop, music. Reason why Eminem can arguably, and we talked about this already, arguably be considered one of the greatest lyricists in all of hip hop. Now, whether I tr- prescribe to that and believe that, not necessarily, but I definitely will respect that argument all day, every day, based off the merits of that man's work. But I think just as a black person in the culture, it's because he maintained the discipline never to even use that word. Yep. That is artistry within itself. Yep. There's a discipline. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a discipline to it. So I always respect people that have a certain level of discipline to to say, because if you really want to bring, I mean, I just think that is dope. I just think that that's dope when that's done. 
You know what I'm saying? It's where it's not one of those things where well, why can't I say it? I always go back to the to one of the writers of Black Panther when he made the example of I might walk into the room with all the things that's happened with the uh hold on. You know it's crazy. I was going through this whole rant and we gotta pause for the whole cause. The video that you made finally just came up. <laughs> finally? Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. It took what hours, bro? Hours, I think. It literally just came up in the middle of hold on. Yeah. Pause the recording, bro. All right, all right. I'm sorry. The video popped up, and as stated before, we're going to upload that to the tribe. It's our private group on Facebook, so join that tribe to check out that video of yours truly playing some Shinmu, some Shitmu, Shitmu. It's too much fun, too much fun. But back to the racism talk. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's... That's a perfect. I, I was going to. I was going. I was going a little bit. I was ramping up a little bit anyway. So that maybe that was the universe being like, "Hey, man, <laughs> let let Brian give his perception because you did get a chance to watch it too." And I like. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, didn't mean to cough. Um, Shit happens. Yes, it does. Now, my perspective. I watched it a couple of times. Um, like I said originally, there was some kind of. Uh, an elementary understanding of the race discussion in the United States. This is a discussion we're going to have for a long time. It's nowhere near being over. You can't, you can't ask an entire group of people to forget about 300 years, 300 years of tragic 350 years, whatever it's been forever. It's still going on. Um, you just can't ask you. You can't ask people just to forget that. And you can't ask people just you you can't also go, hey, look, you should not judge me because clearly I'm not racist. I don't it's like saying the same whole argument of I don't see the color of people's skin. Well, that's a problem, too. That's that's a very base understanding. The idea of and we talk a little bit about this on the show of understanding, number one, there are differences between people. Number two, people grew up in different cultures and different communities than you did. Number three, recognizing the fact that while people may not trust you from the outset based off of certain things, that does not necessarily make that person bad or angry or violent or mean. That makes that person just very cautious. Um, I deal in a job where I have to be very cautious around people constantly. And I will tell you this, if you start to learn that respect is something that is earned in certain situations, and you hear this all the time, it is something that is earned by giving it. And, you know, the, the reality is is that it's, it's a conversation we're going to continue to have throughout this history, and for quite a long time. It's not dead. Racism is not dead. And songs like Racism by Adam Calhoun is not going to kill racism. That's it's just not it's it's a very simple it's not even a band-aid it's 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 a comment it's it's like seeing now, somebody now. with a broken arm and going hey you broke your arm it's <laughs> to be fair to be fair yeah. I, I do get like the idea of these simple base remedial principles yes being a tool used by the government to split people up and keep us from rising up against said I, governments. Yes. But 
I, I wish I could quote him directly. As the great 3000 would say, though, they got some shit that'll blow out our backs from where you sitting at. So, you know, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I do like the re- revolutionary idea. I think the Boston Tea Party happened on December 15th and 16th, time of the 70th, from about dirt in the dirt. But, dirt in the dirt. But I do like that idea, but like, it's also like a it's it's a it's a way more complicated idea than hey niggers and crackers come together. Yeah, way more complicated than that. It's way more complicated than that. I, even though that would be some, I would love that. I'm I'm Cajun man. I'm Cayune man. I come from down there with all them people that you know what I'm saying. Damn near halfway sound Jamaican, whatever the fuck. I don't know what that shit all about. So there's a lot of that. They, a lot of people are treated like aliens anyway, so uh, Cajun people are treated like aliens in outskirts anyway, just based on people thinking motherfuckers is really down there on some straight Bobby Boucher shit across the board. So white, black, whatever, if you Cajun, in a sense, it's like, okay, you can kind of see through that shit as, as clear as the thick racism can be, if that makes any sense, yeah. per se. You know what I'm saying? But um, This song, this song, is the equivalent of the movie Crash. That's what this song is from 2000. It's the equivalent of Oscar winner Crash from 2008. That's what this is. That's it's exactly what this is. Right. But you're before right. the before the skip the tutorial video popped up that I can't wait to watch it. You got me like that, but I might like it after I watch watch the video and make sure before you put it on the trial shit. Did I finish the Black Panther thing, or is that when that came up when I was trying to make the example about? Uh, no, it came up right when you the video popped up. All right, so let me finish that before to kind of tie it in because, like yeah. I said, words, and I'll have one more we, point. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It, it it's based on intent. And one of my favorite ways that it was explained, as far as the reason why I respect the discipline. When that when people are able to do it, unless you just that south motherfucker, like it, it's certain instances, it's certain anomalies in every situation. We've discussed this, but generally speaking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like the Black Panther writer would say he would walk in on his wife sometimes, and his wife would be hanging out with his girlfriend or her friends and shit, and her girlfriends and shit, and they would be like, "Bitch, let me tell you about my weekend, bitch. What happened, bitch, bitch, bitch." And it's a situation where when it's an argument, because, of course, it's always, well, every time I learn, listen to hip hop or whatever, it's black people call themselves niggers and whoop de whoop de whoop. <laughs> the Black Panther writer said it's just like he never had, you know, the urge to walk in the room. And when his, you know, wife and her friends are just trying to use a fucked up word as a term of endearment and scrape off the pain of it to be like, call them bitches. Yeah. For sure. So it's like a cool thing. If nothing else, if a white person is really going to be like, okay, I'm going to be an ally to black people. I really would want to be an ally. We really would want to strap up for real on some real shit and pull some shit off. You know what I'm saying? If you can't have the discipline and not, you know, trying to make a point by saying, nigga, that's automatically going to be an innate trust issue, I think, a little bit for for a broad scale. I'm not talking no disrespect to too lit. Mafia reaction, I see that, you know, blind tip motherfucker, I ain't mad at him. He got a popping channel, and I wish him the best of luck. But I'm, of course, you, my opinion, we, they directly asked my opinion on it. And, of course, I'm going to have a little bit of a different opinion. It's not a bad thing. It's not the only opinion, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just open a conversation. Like, 
I, you know, hip hop is close to my heart. You know what I'm saying? As it is, I know to you. So there's levels to it as far as like the adaptation of certain things. It's like Old Town Road ain't calling nobody a cracker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's not even I wouldn't even consider that necessarily hip hop. I keep that shit over there with that country shit. It's cool. It's it's jamming. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> like the fact too that it's like I think I looked on the YouTube. I mean, it's four point. Four million people that's listened to this this song, and I had to dig to find it. I called him Abram Calhoun out the, out the gate, and I listened to the song a couple of times. But it so clearly is resonating with some folks. Hopefully, it's in a positive way. But I mean, if you want a a little smidgen of perspective on it from mine and an honest one, man, I mean, you know, you it's two it's two ways I could look at it. Like I'd be very happy if it's taken where it brings people together you know what i'm saying kind of like if aliens came to the world and if everybody finally started coming together be like oh shit Godzilla, or call a miracle go call girl russia thank you we gonna all link up because it's motherfucking aliens coming i would if that's what it incites fine but i'm also from a place where if you use that word you can't get mad if that ptsd black soldier that came back you hit him on the wrong day he shoots you 57 times in the face like I, one way or the other, however that play out, you people can say whatever they want to say and feel however they want to feel, and hopefully it's with good intentions. Um, you know, but you can't. None of us, I think, can be surprised by somebody else and how they may react to it and yeah. the reason and why. No, I agree with you. I absolutely on a agree deeper with level. You. Yeah, it is a deep conversation. It's not a simple look. This is this is a message for people from me, from me directly. Um, to to all of our white listeners, I'm putting this out there to all of our white listeners. It's not a word for you to say. You should not want to say it. If you want to say it, I need you to think about real deep the reasons why you want to say it. Like really take into consideration therefore why you want to say it. Second of all, if you want to begin to understand to a degree, and me and you talked about this, Todd. If you want to begin to understand to a degree, I highly recommend reading the book, The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. To understand how deep this conversation goes, to understand how deep this, the, the, the world really in America has driven race relations to these very contentious conversations and discussions. Like, you really have to sit there and think to yourself, what do I understand do I really understand it? And is there more stuff that I can do to educate myself to understand somebody else's perspective on reality? And then how do I, in the future moving forward, how do I have those conversations? And don't be afraid to have an uncomfortable conversation. That's a big point. Like, Don't be afraid to have an uncomfortable... Todd, me and you have had several quote-unquote uncomfortable conversations that are not uncomfortable. Right. I mean, that's kind of how this whole shit started. Yeah. Honestly, it wasn't the video games. Ha ha! Motherfuckers, that's who killed her. There. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so at its base, I mean that that's where we come from. And I I think the the crazy thing about this song is sometimes, like I say, on the surface level, I get it. I get yeah. it. And I mean, that's all you can get from a two minute some song, and it's not. Yeah. You know, whatever. But the danger in lies, like it's a. This is a repeated conversation since the times of sharecropping. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, this seriously. Is, this it's is, it's it literally really just, is. it's yeah. like the same. Like, of course, it's 2019. Like, of course, that's what is the, that's been the play. Yeah. That's part of the play. That still separation within that subconsciously sometimes. It's not always like meant to be that way. And it's just, it's, it's, can be disheartening in certain ways um if you let it be you know what i'm yeah, saying like if, yeah right you know what i mean but because i think if if it's not gonna be the aliens it's gonna be <laughs> i got to chill out with the alien talk shout out to the bootyists out there man i like Thank the alien talk though like for real. but for real I, we always talk about it man we talked about this shit with, with the tariff wars and shit last year and how i was going to infiltrate gaming and stuff but we talk about like economically. We be, we talk about you know it's a world economy now. Maybe we are losing some of our maybe a smidgen of our economic advantage. If you want to get into the history on how we what what are y'all thoughts on how America got their economic advantage? Yeah, financially, like what are y'all thoughts? Since you know what I'm saying as far as that, like hope, but there's hope in okay, like all bullshit aside with the extra quote-unquote left shit and the extra right shit and you, you kind of already touched on the social media aspects of that yeah um which also kind of came up in a conversation with booty bob i know i'm jumping around and not finished sentences at this point but we're gonna wrap it up you know what i'm saying together like he was talking about being from where he from out in california he wasn't even really introduced to racism like this is the part i will talk about we talked about a whole bunch of other yeah. shit but just um you know and trying to get a better bit of an understanding because i mean he really wasn't around uh and i hope i'm not misquoting him, but basically like he wasn't really around a lot of black people you know what i'm saying and maybe it was like three black people that he was associated with and the whole race conversation wasn't even really an idea to him until he got onto facebook i found yeah. that kind of fascinating you know what i'm saying i'm i know he got to be at least a decade younger than me so I, just, I get I respect his plight in some things, but the other part was, you know, just the I, I think it's a lot of people that feeling that like that whole reverse racism thing or prejudice, if you will, um, and that's not to discount anybody else's pain. I think it becomes an issue with large groups of people when that becomes a competition, and it's not based on the same. I almost want to quote like that video from the memory I posted to you attach you in, but it's like yeah. when people are looking at a at reality from complete the same reality from completely different perceptions, it. It, it can get difficult. Yeah. Like I that like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I that's what I say. I'm not the best person. It's it's several highly educated, qualified people to really talk about this subject. This is more so about two friends fleshing some shit out within the tribe that came to us and trying to be as honest about it yeah. because it, it's a part of overall culture and it infiltrates these things are a part of everything in a lot of ways. The music that we enjoy, the people that we link up with, the reason why we link up with them, it's in the games, it's in the overall culture. We already talked about the money and before you know it, certain ideas that might be intended for good initially in a lot of ways will just be manipulated by the same government and corporations that people say they want to fight against for triggering those epogenic naturalistic things that's been bred in both in, in our overall species in my humble opinion yeah. if that makes any sense if i hadn't gone okay no 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 that made 100 percent sense um i guess the last point i'll hit is 
And when you have those uncomfortable conversations, try to be very mindful and try to understand from your perspective, when is the time to speak and ask a question? And when is the time to listen to somebody else's perspective? Like really listen and engage with that perspective. Don't just try to argue with somebody or discuss or debate with somebody. Try to really listen to what somebody else is saying to you. Because at the end of the day, your problems are still going to be your problems. Their problems are still going to be their problems. Somewhere in the middle, we can meet and discuss our problems together as a culture, as, as, as people in the United States of America and citizens of the world. You know, you, you have to realize you having problems does not lessen somebody else's problems and them having problems does not lessen your problems, but maybe you can come together to kind of help resolve each other's problems. If that makes sense. I'm trying right. to figure out if that makes sense. The thing that I think really benefits like an attitude on life and kind of the way is you know, it's George Carlin said it where he said, I feel like I'm an observer of life. And I think if you kind of take that observation mentality and disconnect from a passionate response, if you will, and trying to disconnect from your guttural instinct. I think once you start to really become mindful of who you are, why you see things the way you do, why you view things, and then especially in conversations about topics such as race, you know, you get to that point where if you are mindful of where you come from, you can also be mindful and aware of where other people are coming from. And I think that's a very crucial beginning step. That's not the answer. You know, the this is a long conversation that's been going on forever. And, you know, it's a very complicated matter. And, you know, it's just begin to have that uncomfortable conversation with somebody because that will do wonders for your own world perspective. I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm I'm at. I hope that makes sense. It's it's a hard topic to discuss. We discuss it all the time, but doing it on (laughs) on the show is a very it's a difficult topic to really discuss. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's it's again. I mean, we can retouch it, and I'm sure it'll come out naturally in other conversations. Yeah. And it can't. That's a certain kind of way. We wanted to take more than nine minutes to talk about it and just flesh it out. Fuck it. Yeah. It's the overall. I'm sure. You know, it 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 could be. You know, something that that's brought up when 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 need be. But you're right. It is. It's a difficult conversation. But that's the point. That is the point. It's not. It's it's about trying to have the conversation sometimes. That's it. That's so it. I, I, I thank Big Willie for that. I, yep. I thank you know, um, Bootyus Bob for hanging out. It's a big shout out, Mike Pony, Wesley, all the homies. You know what I'm saying? Curtis Hillary, that's the folks, the new uh tribesman, man, Jamie. Um, yeah, man, everybody. Out real quick, man. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things, man, that we wanted to flesh out and discuss, kind of to show like hey if you reach out to us and have a legitimate question and it's one it's just that time i mean it's dead season a little bit of video games right now i mean fuck it why not why not talk about it that's another great thing about the podcast separation i think from what i'm finna watch on this clip real quick that i'm excited about as well yeah. i'm trying to go you know what i'm saying to actually get back to some gaming shit for real and see what the, the shit mu shit the shimu shimu is all about shit but you. we can we can get into just being you know, in our own zone. You know what I'm saying? As, as intimate as possible in consideration that we are doing it Skype. It's not like we could be in the same motherfucking place and time, but it's kind of cool that we can be in our own places, in our own zone, and touch bases over the universe, spread out, and mean good for folk. You know what I mean? And 
I mean, we I made several references to Bob Lazar. It once again, that's because I listened to podcasts. My goddamn self. One of them was Joe Rogan, and for the first time, bro, aliens, man, aliens. I gotta listen to that one. I gotta listen. That's to what it. it lo- that's what the little people reference was coming from. Look, hell yes. <laughs> Oh, and also, Mike Pony, do not forget to email us for your gift card. Please do. Um, that's been this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial. You can hit us up on Twitter at stt underscore pod, facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, and email us at skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this week we were discussing the song Racism by Adam Calhoun, so please let us know your thoughts if you do listen to it. Um, again, agree or disagree with our opinions, we're always open to to discuss them. Um, that's been this week. Skip the tutorial. We'll be back to more video game talk next week, next Sunday for you guys. Got some videos coming out. Uh, we love you guys, as we always do before we sign off. Stay humble. This is America. Now we do love you, man. We fuck with y'all so tough, bro. For real, for real. Stay humble, y'all. Mm-hmm.